Welcome back, everybody. This is Hollywood Cole here for another Smooth Ramblings. We're here with Nick Themianos again. What is going on, man? How much, my friend? How are you? Doing well, dude. I'm glad you could join us again. Thanks for uh, jumping in, dude, on a, such a short notice. That's not a problem at all, man. I got really excited, actually, when you called. I'm like, oh, oh we got another one coming. So. <laughs> yeah. This is awesome, man. We've been getting real excited about these podcasts lately, and I was like, oh, gosh, i got to get Nick back on here. It was good last time. So you guys know Nick from last time. If you haven't heard, go back and check out the uh, third Smooth Ramblings. Uh, or He's a, um ex-game uh, designer, uh, indie games uh, author, um, So and all around just good dude. <laughs> so so, so uh, welcome back, dude. We are so glad uh, that you're here. And... Um, we talked about on the last one, just kind of if you want to be a game designer, you can uh, listen to that one. I'll tell you all the ins and outs of it and kind of where to get started, stuff like that. Uh, so I thought that was a pretty good good deal there. Um, but today we're going to talk about the Octopath Traveler, man, for the Nintendo Switch and just kind of some 16-bit RPG. So if you're an RPG fan, uh, you'll like this one. And I wanted to lay this one down a long time ago because Octopath Traveler came out it was just like um, a gas fire, just, you know, and then it's gone just as fast as it kind of hit. So it's a little bit old news, but um, I've been meaning to lay this one down because uh, at least on Twitter, it was just people were going nuts over it, man. Did, have you, did you know anything about this game? Have you heard about it? or? So when I was working right after I got out of the military, I was working at Target for a little bit, and uh, one of the dudes there was just raving about Octopath. It didn't come out yet, but he kept he i never heard anything about it until he was telling me and he's like you need to check this out it's got multiple characters with the different stories that they all interline together and um you know it's like old school jrpg and i'm like oh okay well it's been a while since i played any of that so i waited until it came out i did pick it up okay i just haven't had really an opportunity to play it like i'm still literally in the first hour of the game i just but i, I love oh, so you played a little bit of it so right okay. and i love i love the art style with the game Oh, absolutely. So, um, yeah, when I first played it, I knew it was coming out as Square Enix. So let's get a little bit of background here first. Mm -hmm. So Squaresoft back in the day, so a lot of people will say that the Super Nintendo is the king of all RPGs. If you're an RPG fan and you grew up in the Super Nintendo era, I mean, you were like living in, you were like in heaven, you know? Oh, yeah. Because all these great games, we're talking about Final Fantasy II, Final Fantasy III, Chrono Trigger, Illusions of Gaia, um, yeah, I'll even say Lagoon, you know, or stuff like that. You know, in Zelda, I don't consider an RPG. Some people do, but um, let me think of some other ones. Uh, Secret of Mana. So, so just so this. Secret of Evermore, yeah. Secret of Evermore, yep. So we got uh, Secret of... So Final Fantasy II, Squaresoft. Final Fantasy III, Squaresoft. Chrono Trigger, Squaresoft. Um Secret of Mana, Squaresoft, Secret of Evermore was Squaresoft America, their one game they ever released. Mm-hmm. And um, what else did Squaresoft they did um, for Super Nintendo? I'm, I'm maybe missing a couple. But either way, those were gold. And you knew it rolled over to PlayStation as well. And you knew when there's a Squaresoft game, it was going to be money. Mm-hmm. So um, I loved everything about those games. I I owned all of those except for Evermore. I do have it now, but um, anyway, you, you knew it was going to be gold. So then Enix uh, was another company, and they did all the Dragon Quest games, the Dragon Warriors, stuff like that, and they decided to merge. That's where you got Square Enix. Okay, so just keep that in mind. We're going to kind of go back to that uh, soon. 
But Square Enix, hey, we're going to release Octopath Travel on the Switch. We're going back to 16-bit look. So it's actually an HD, what's the, the term, HD 2D, 2D HD or something like that. It's like yeah, I think they're... that's what they, they touted it as. Yeah, and it's beautiful. The music's beautiful. Um, you know, the art style's beautiful. The characters um, are cool in terms of what they can do. Um, and uh, so we're, I'm waiting for this great big story man uh from from square enix and they just kind of released it and they said we're not and we, we talked about this a little bit on an h and k but um they just kind of released it and said hey there's no downloadable content for it. this is a completed game which i liked i respected that so it's out and i've played 43 hours of it <laughs> yeah and it blew up okay so the way that it works is you get to pick from eight different characters that's what's called octopath excuse me that's why it's called Octopath, okay? And the characters are, which is kind of cool, I didn't know this, but characters are Ophelia, Cyrus, Teresa, Ulbrich, Primrose, Alfin, Therion, and Hanit. And they all, if you spell those out, the first letter, it spells Octopath. So all of the characters' names put together spell Octopath, kind of a cool little hidden thing. But, you know, they got a cleric, you know, standard stuff. Cleric, warrior, there's a dancer, um, a thief, a hunter, because these are classic. Well, now you got an apothecary, which is cool, a merchant, which you've seen in a few, and a scholar, and you may have seen in a couple. Um, and I like the way that they kind of did that and all the different characters, and you can, you know, mix and match your party once you so actually you can pick any way you pick one character to start with, and that's your main. And then he goes through his four chapters. There's four chapters each. You can pick up the other characters along the way, and you can continue through their, their four chapters. And I think that's where I got burnt out, man, because I think you're supposed to pick one and then just kind of go get the characters you want, come back and replay it again with a different character. I don't know. Um, who'd you start off with? Um, well, like I said, I only got like a an hour into the game, but I picked the Hedge Knight, like the Disgraced Knight. Oh, yeah, yeah, Ulbrich. Yeah. So I picked yeah. him. Uh, the the other one that actually caught my attention was the the apothecary. I thought that uh, yeah. I I was gonna f- start with the the hedge knight first, Albrecht, and go from there. But I don't know. I just haven't had really an opportunity to actually get started on it. But it, like you said, a lot of that stuff was you know square made it. It's you know going back to its roots, and that's what I'm fired up for. I was just waiting for a good time to get started on it. Oh yeah, yeah. And so as soon as I turned it on, I got theory on the the um the thief because one of my favorite characters is Locke from Final Fantasy three or six. Uh, he's one of my favorite video game characters of all. Um, so I'm just trying to figure out how I want to present this because uh, 43 hours in and I just I just got tired of it. Um, it starts off so good with the music and the characters like okay this is going to be great, but essentially will turn into let's say uh, like th- one thing they did. They did a lot of stuff really good, and I know I'm just kind of blowing through this here, so I don't want to. I don't mean to put forth either that Octopath Traveler is a bad game. It is not a bad game. It's a great game. You need to go get it. You need to go check it out. But there's just one key thing that's missing that we're going to talk about. Um, but let's say uh, Therion, he's a thief, so you can go talk to people in town and steal stuff, right? So uh, the Y button is kind of all the uh, characters special abilities that they can use in town and stuff so it's actually not just you don't have to just be in a fight to steal you can um like ophelia is the cleric so she can 
lead people, you know, um, by inspiring them to follow. So now you got an extra party member or whatever. Scholar can inquire, um, and the apothecary can. Uh, what is his special? It's the same thing as in, as a uh, scholar, but it's uh, let's see, it doesn't say, and I can't remember what it's called. But anyway, it's the same thing. You just you just get information from them from the okay. townspeople. But um, while you're stealing, so, so it just tends to go like this every time, man. You you go to a new town. Okay, here's what you're what you're doing. We got to figure this part of the story out, and then it kind of releases you back into the town, and you got to use whatever character story it is, all his special ability. You know, the steal. Okay, I got to steal a couple things from the townspeople. Then I can continue the story. Then I'm done with that chapter, and I go walk around. I go find the next chapter. Talk to the guy, gets the story going about halfway through the story. I got to stop. I got to walk through town. I got to steal something. You know, it's the same thing over and over for each one of these characters. It gets a little dull. But here's the main problem that I think with with this game. And it got great reviews like nines and eights. Metacritic, I actually got the reviews right here. Metacritic gave it an 83 out of 100. Destructoid was the lowest, a 7.5 out of 10. GameStop's 8 out of 10. IGN is 9.3 out of 10. So, like I said, it's not a bad game. However, I mentioned these other games for Super Nintendo before because the story is phenomenal in all of those games. Not so much in Octopath. Octopath is, and it may just have not been meant to be a big story. What I was expecting from this Square Enix game is to get all four of these characters, or eight of these characters together. You see their little bits of story, and then all of a sudden we find the common enemy and we all band together and see how these characters react to it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and that was definitely my favorite part about Final Fantasy 3 and uh, 2 and Chrono Trigger and all these kind of games. So, um, I don't know, man. What do, you, what do you think about these old school games with uh, Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy? I mean, what was your favorite part about those? So, like, I'm totally on board with you with everything that you said from the old school RPGs from the Super Nintendo era. My biggest thing was uh, Chrono Trigger. That was the game that um, solidified my love for RPGs. It was truly believe the most perfect game like ever made yeah. for that, that, that era, like uh, everything from the story and the characters and the music was amazing. Like yeah, there's, I, I, you would really have to go out of your way to find out any type of faults for that game for its time. I mean, sure, if you try <laughs> yes, to compare it with today, with today's standards, maybe, yeah, you know, or, uh, I mean, I even loved uh, Chrono Cross. Like, that was an amazing game to me. That was, I think that was much more of an emotional game for me compared to the first one, but, you know, I'm just, I'm going off tangent here, but I really loved Chrono Trigger because of everything it brought to the table, and um, and that's something that like I, I I wanted to hold square for that standard. Yeah. To Chrono Trigger, and I I personally don't feel like they've really held up to that um, past the PS2 days, you know. But uh, yeah. You know, I mean, I felt I, you know, like the first RPG I ever played with Square was Secret of Mana. I really enjoyed it. I loved that game too. Uh, different type of gameplay, but again, again, it was like the strong story and that was what was nice about square is that they had an incredible emphasis on story like the gameplay was there like a lot of the early final fantasy games didn't change much in the gameplay and they they just added just a little bit 
And so then they just there was that, that much more of the emphasis on the art style and that much more of the emphasis on the, uh, you know, just the unity of everything just coming together. Like, uh, I think with uh, you started seeing the changes coming with Evermore, like you said, because of Square America. So uh, I don't know, like it, like a whenever I just think of Chrono Trigger, though, it's very near and dear to my heart. Like I want to be buried with my cartridge <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> nice. when that day comes. That's how much oh, I love. Wow. Yeah, it's one of the. It's, it's always between the two, Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy three. Did you play Final Fantasy three? You know what? People are gonna hate me. No, I did not. Uh, oh. I honestly, I know. Uh, I. I won't lie, I do have it somewhere, but the thing was is I got introduced to Chrono Trigger and everything before I got to touch uh, Final Fantasy three. Like I didn't get into Final Fantasy until seven. Yeah. That that was my entry and you know, like again, seven and eight are near and dear to my heart in sure. terms of the Final Fantasy games, but um yeah, I, I'm I am ashamed that I never got to play three and I know it's a great game, so I won't I won't discredit that. Oh man, it's just um, the thing I like. And it's Chrono Trigger's the same way. I mean, it's those are. If you really have to say which one is your favorite, it just has to be three, and it's probably and. You know, if I'm being completely objective to which one is a better game, you know, I don't know, but just where kind of like you know wherever I was in life at the time, wherever I played Final Fantasy three, you know, I'm like, it's just so full of adventure and stuff, and I think I was probably. I mean, when did it come out? Ninety. Four, ninety. Yeah, it may come out in ninety two. Let me just look it up. I think in ninety four because Chrono Trigger came out ninety five. Yeah, ninety four. <laughs> so, um, you know, so you're you know set uh seventh grade, eighth grade, and just like you know, oh, the world is opening up here, and you, you're 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 old enough to understand it, but still, you know, young enough to just dream big, you know, and you're like. Dude, this is just so. I mean, my, my my imagination just runs wild with these characters and all this adventure that they're having. You're like, man, when I, you know, it's just I just want to go out into the world and live this adventure. You know, uh, it just was so cool. But um, what I really liked about that was that they it's characterization. You know, it's what it's called. I mean, it's a, that's an art form um, to do characterization. If you look at like Hollywood. Um, Martin Scorsese is known for his characterizations, like in Goodfellas, uh, Casino. You know, they would go so deep into the, all the details of how a character will act, like Jimmy the Gent, uh, the, the um, Robert De Niro character in Goodfellas. They were, I mean, you, you can go watch the behind the scenes and like, how would Jimmy, you know, get ketchup out of a ketchup bottle? You know, oh, he would bang it a couple of times and he'd get a knife and go in there. You know, they, all those things that they really boiled down to. And that's. You know, not necessarily what I'm talking about with Final Fantasy, but what I'm getting at is that's the detail they went into to how these characters they were portraying every little thing about them and how they would react in certain situations. And you really dig into their um, just who these people are and how they react in situations. Final Fantasy VI and even Chrono Trigger did that very well. Um, you know, you got Locke, you got Terra. Terra's uh, the first character introduced to in Final Fantasy VI, uh, and she's part Esper. You know, and she's can use magic, and magic is something that nobody's seen, you know, in a long time. Well, the Empire found it, and they're trying to harness it, right? So she's kind of conflicted on what's good and what's bad. And um, Loki's the thief, the noble thief. He likes to be referred to as a treasure hunter, not a thief. 
and he kind of takes her under his wing, and they go on the adventure. Well, then you run into the king of Figaro and his brother, who doesn't want to have anything to do with the throne. You see all these just different uh, storylines coming together to fight this one common enemy, Kefka. You know, she's a super bad guy, and he's got military stuff in there and all this. Well, then Kefka just basically turns into a god and destroys the world, and now, now you got a whole other world ahead of you. But there's like 12 or 15 characters in the whole game, and they all have a similar storyline you can track down and follow, but it's how they react to things, common things, and how they work together and how they change throughout the story. I love that. Um, in the same way with Chrono Trigger, you know, Luca and the Robo, and they got, you know, Robo's, am I real? Can I feel, you know, and yeah. Luca's a scientist and trying to help him, and uh, Magnus, uh, and then you got Frog, who's, you know, well, did I kill Magnus or not? I'm a frog, and I turn it, you know, Magnus yeah, wants to be I good love, now. <laughs> frog is definitely one of my favorite characters in that game. Like, his whole backstory as Glenn and yeah. everything. I was, I was conflicted whether I wanted to kill Magnus, but I've, I, it was just uh, I, I kept I ended up kept keeping Magus for the most part, but like you know, at different playthroughs, I probably killed him once to cure him, and then after yeah. that, I definitely wanted to keep him because he was a great like. Well, they're both tragic in their own way, but where Glenn is this tragic hero, then you got Magus as this tragic anti-hero. Like he was a villain for the right reasons kind of thing. Like he was doing it to get back to his time and all that jazz. And I loved it. That's why I was like, I fell in love with every character. They had every, Absolutely. every one of them had their point. And they go to that. Um, what? So yeah. So, so before I jump too far ahead, but like, yeah, frog and Mag. So what he's talking about, if you never played it, you know, frog was transformed. So Glenn was transformed into a frog. He's like a noble knight from, you kind of travel through time and all this from like the 600 AD or something. And then Magus turned him into that frog. So in order to turn back human, he has to kill Magus. Well, at one point you get the chance to fight him or let him live. And Magus has had a change of heart at the time to make it even more of a difficult decision. But he's like, he's just, he's a cool character too. He's just like, you know, I'm willing to fight whatever you want to do. And uh, I understand either way kind of thing like that. And I uh, just kind of get that sense. And then um, if you fight him, you can cure Glenn, if you, but he will not join your party. Magus will not. And so this is all in the ending. So there's like multiple different endings. Um, but, but I mean, just what the point, this is my point too, man. I mean, just what we're talking about here with Final Fantasy and Chrono Trigger. I mean, I can just kind of see you coming to life even when you think back on Chrono Trigger, these memories um, and just of the story and stuff that's near to dear to your heart. Um, and Octopath Traveler does not have that, I'm afraid. You know, it does not have that capturing story and rapturing story or whatever you want to say. Um and that, that's a little bit of a shame. I wish it did. It starts off like it will, but it never kind of comes full circle. But I'm hoping, I know that they're going to make another one. This game flew off the shelves. It was sold out in Japan for the first two weeks. Um, it sold more than like any game, definitely any Switch game right in the first weekend in, in Japan. It's at the top. It sold a million copies in like a month. So it's at the top of all the, the bestseller list uh, for a Switch. Um, so I'm hoping that Square Enix will, and, and everybody will take note. And you can see a lot of indie guys doing this, uh, making these 16-bit games like this. Um, they've been doing it for for a long time. I mean, hopefully they'll see this and go, man, we can really, if we could really just lay down a great story and like we did in the old days, and we can, we can really crush it. I hope that's what happens, and they can make a whole new Chrono Trigger or something like that. 
I am still waiting. I I don't think I will see another Chrono Trigger sequel in my lifetime, honestly. Yeah. I mean, what I was want, it? I want it, but... What's going on? You know, it's just weird. Where, where are these stories going? You know, why can't anybody recreate? Maybe even a Final Fantasy 2, Final Fantasy 3. You know, where, mm-hmm. where are these stories? Do people just not care anymore? They want more action? I, want, I mean, I just, I'm just, I have no idea. I, I think back then they, you know, they worked with what little they had. And so they put this emphasis on great story. And then now squares fallen i think personally squares fallen into that uh thing that they're doing more for production values like yeah. i i stopped playing final fantasy after 10 and i've always wanted to play 12 and never had an opportunity to and then i saw my friend play 13 which would look like absolute garbage but i'm still very confused that they made two sequels to that when yeah. people have been begging for Final Fantasy VII Remake, which I'm excited that they're doing, yet I'm still terrified because it's a completely different game altogether. Right. Um, 15, I think, is unique, but I did get bored with it really quick. I think it's because, don't get me wrong, I know it's a Japanese game, but I have, uh, I'm not a big fan of the anime art style or mannerisms or voice acting because it's, it's unique to that genre of, of art. So like it's, I don't know. I guess I outgrew it. So it's like very very difficult for me to get into it. Um, something about a very emo main character <laughs> making snide comments about them dying, you know, and they're they're the ones that can teleport in the air and can take out bosses that are as big as a skyscraper. And you're like, ho hum, like oh, you know, it, it breaks. <laughs> I guess it breaks the immersion for me because I'm like, you are practically a demigod and you can fix this. So why are you acting like this? It, you know, I don't know. So that yeah. that was my issue with it. Um, but speaking about story with Final Fantasy 15, I really enjoyed the the um, combat and all that, and the items mm-hmm. and how and the whole game itself. But I kind of like you. It's really kind of different. You got four. It's supposed to be the four, you know, bros road trip, and they that's the whole game. And I enjoyed 15. I played all. I platinumed it. I played all the way through. And if I platinum it. That just means I wanted to take the time. You know, if I don't platinum the game, it means hey, I don't feel like it's worth. You know, that's just my personal thing. You know, if I, if I platinum it, it means it's, I kind of give it like a tip to the hat to the game or developers. Like, um, but I enjoyed all of it. I didn't get any of the downloadable content and all that. But I'm just saying, if they had a story like Chrono Trigger, like Final Fantasy or Final Fantasy or Final Fantasy six, seven, eight, any of that in that game, it would be phenomenal. But I didn't even understand the story. You had to like watch a movie before. You know, they had a movie out or something about it before. Um, so you had to watch that and to really understand what's going on. But, you know, but I see what you're saying about the emo character. And I think you'd mentioned that before. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's not. Are there characters? Are they developing? That's really the main thing is the thief learning. Okay, being a thief is not that good. I need to protect people. Are you know if they struggling with that, or this is a, is a king struggling with his rule? He doesn't want to rule people. Or the like you said, the hedge knight, like Cyan um, from Final Fantasy VI, where he didn't have a kingdom to guard. Now he failed, and he's got to re, you know regroup or whatever. I mean, it's just stuff like that. You just see these characters through. You can relate to them. Um, I just wish they would bring that back. You know, in what I was going to say before uh, at film school, um, it sounds crazy when you. Uh, just kind of say it and don't even think about it. But, you know, 
films used to be in black and white. TV was in black and white. They didn't have color. And then when color came out, when the technology for color came out, there's a lot of directors and producers that were really big in the film that said, now we've ruined movies. Movies will not be art anymore. And you're kind of like, what? What? What, is you, what are you talking about? And it's because now we're seeing all the... And they kind of got the idea, hey, special effects are going to start taking over. But it's just like you were saying with Final Fantasy and these old school games. You work with what you had and you focused on the story. Just like when you're black and white film, you focus on the story. You focus on the dialogue. You focus on all these things to keep it interesting because you don't have all the looks and all the big blockbuster cinematics and all this. So they're almost like focusing on the wrong things maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But we need to get that. it back. Need to get it back. Well, something uh, you know, since we're on the topic of like the 16-bit games, have you played like a, they're both indie games? Have you played like Hyper Light Drifter or even Dead Cells? I actually just ordered Dead Cells yesterday. Dead Cells is amazing. It's <laughs> it is so hard. I will I will play for like two hours and i'll die multiple times and i will scream and i will cuss (laughs) i will rage quit and then i will log back in like two minutes later that game is (laughs) incredible like it's it's a it's my net it's like my guilty pleasure next to the shadow of mordor games uh oh my gosh it's so i just got shadows of mordor too and i'm like i'm I'm ready to get when i get off this podcast i'm going straight to it dude i played it one night it's phenomenal satisfying yeah it just i love the the the, i mean i know we're talking off off yeah i love that like if i'm having a rough day i'll load that game up i will go to an area that has like i'll just go to a stronghold and set off the alarm and i'll just go ham on, (laughs) on all the orcs and then it just i'll be done i'll clear that spot and i'm like my day is done. I am good to go. And then I could call it a night from there. But so, uh, the 16 bit though, like dead, dead cells, you'll love that game. I promise you that it's it uh, looks, the only thing that I'm worried about a little bit. is a roguelike. So like, um, I didn't like, I mean, I, I played, don't get me wrong. I played, uh, uh, rogue legacy. What was that game? Where it's the same thing, whatever you, you, it's re, it redoes the entire dungeon at random every time you come back in. Uh, yeah. So, well, with that one, it's uh, it, it does randomize every time you die. Yeah. But everything you've unlocked in between the levels, so like all the cells that you've gotten, all the blueprints and formulas or whatever, once you pass that level, you'll go to an area where you spend those points and then you turn in the, the equipment. So that stays with you. So then like if you were to die in the next zone, all the stuff that you unlocked before then – uh, is available when you're like hunting and, and running around and that's the, the the whole game is trial and trial and error and that's what's so exciting about it uh, yeah. hyperlight drifter now uh, I never got a chance to finish it but I was really enamored with it because there's a story but it's very minimal and uh, like if you just kind of like pay attention to like the setting and then how your your main character who doesn't speak like all the all the characters have like unintelligible language i mean there's some little text here and there but like you're you're picking up visual cues and and then you see like the main character he's uh slowly dying and like coughing up blood and you know all i think he's just trying to get a cure or whatever but i mean it's again with the with they're working with what they got and they have you know, like it's it's just like an excellent storytelling uh, medium that they're doing just by 
just saying little so like it, it, everything else you see it just like it, it it's deafening like the the scope of what's going on yeah I, I know exactly i didn't touch it i know exactly the game you're talking about i think the graphics design the uh the, you know whatever art style kind of threw me off a little bit i didn't i didn't wasn't too big of a fan of it um just just seeing pictures of it though like i, I actually was looking on the uh switch to find a cool game to buy i'm playing golf story which is super fun and I ordered Dead Sales, the physical copy. I wanted a physical copy of it um, because it just looked awesome. I mean, and it is it is a roguelike, but I mean, it's, it's fine. Um, I like the other one. It's one of those, that, like, like you said, you can kind of just sit there. I can take it portable, go sit in the den or something with the kids and everybody around or whatever, and it's, you can just play it. You die, so what? Every stuff's unlocked or whatever. It's just to be expected. Um but yeah, I wanted something like that, and I actually turned on Octopath to say, "Let me just turn on and see how many hours I got, and maybe I'll do a couple of a little bit of the story." And I was like, "Nah, I'm good." Um, but the only reason I keep bringing up this Octopath, man, and I don't, and I'm not trying to, to crush the game, but I am a little bit disappointed that it didn't have a good story. And if you are a retro gamer, which I would think a lot of people are that buy this game, just play it for what it is. You know, it's going to be. Eight different characters that have eight different separate stories. They don't. They don't intertwine. There's subtle hints that they kind of do, but it's from my understanding, it's not going to be a big. Oh, now I see that these. They were all, you know, uh, what would it would be the Octo twins, and mm-hmm. uh, and you know whatever some kind of weird story, and they were separated at birth, and now they're joining back together to form the one spirit that's supposed to kill the evil you know, God of the game that's been keeping everybody down or something like that. It's not anything like that. It's just eight separate stories. Play it, enjoy it for that. Uh, but I think okay. as a, as a retro gamer, I kind of expected, I guess I just not expected necessarily, but just hoped that, Oh, we're going to have another final fantasy. Oh, we're going to have another Chrono Trigger or something as close to it as we can. And I'm trying to remember the name of that game. This, this comp, this, uh, People released it on Sega back in it's after Sega is long gone. They put it out on Sega, put it out on Super. I don't know if it's on Super Nintendo, but it's an aftermarket cart, and you can buy it on anything now. You can go on uh, PlayStation Four and get it. Now I got to look it up. I don't. Was I don't it like know. Fantasy Star? Yeah, it's not. Fan, it's like a old school sixteen bit, um, hmm. actual real one that has a story. And I, and I, I'll be honest, I didn't got that deep into it so but speaking of like old um stuff like that old, mm-hmm. old rpg 16-bit rtbs rpgs with a good story um i've gone back i never played the fantasy stars on sega mm-hmm. but i got it on the 360 the little sega thing and i'll go back and start them and uh i enjoy them i mean i played all of them i played fantasy uh fantasy star 2 and really kind of got hooked into it, you know? So the story is very gripping, man. I don't know. Some people, I mean, some people don't want a story in a game. They probably don't play any RPGs. If, if you don't like story, you don't play RPGs, probably. Um, but, you know, I don't know. That's just my take on it, man. Well, I mean, I guess there's a different game for everybody. But, yeah, the RPGs, I mean, I play RPGs for the story. Um, I... I, I, you know, like when I heard about Fallout 76, I'm like, okay, well, I'm excited to play with other people, but how is, uh, how are the RPG elements going to be presented in the game? And then, you know, I'll see when the game comes out now, but, uh, 
I guess there's a time and place for whatever game that you want to get. So I guess that's why they're doing that shift. But I do miss the emphasis on story in the earlier days of video games. But I mean, they still have them to this day. I mean, there's still some excellently written games like Last of Us. And I hear the new God of War has a great story, too. I'm excited to play that soon. Um, So... Oh. Yeah, that God of War, man, is I platinum that one, dude. It yeah. Just, when I when I say I platinum, I just mean, dude, it's just that good of a game. I mean, I went back and you got to there's crows that you know it's kind of like um, there's those little crows called the Eyes of Odin. They're just kind of sinking around, whatever. It's like hidden, you know. And you go, oh, there's one. You got to throw your axe at them, or whatever. And there's like fifty of them, you know, throughout the whole game. That's how you unlock. I don't think you unlock. I don't know if you unlock anything. It's just more of a you get, um, I don't know if you unlock some or not, but anyway, but stuff like that, I had to go back and find them, go back and find, you know, treasures and all these other little side quests of the game. It was so much fun to go back and do. Um, so you'll love that game, dude, but I kind of feel bad that I didn't know. I mean, clear had told me, told me about shadows of uh, Mordor a long time ago. He was like one of the first ones to have it in our, in our little circle, but, um, he was trying to tell me about it, and it was at GameStop for like ten bucks. And I was like, "Dude, I got to get it." And man, it—I was playing Yakuza, and Yakuza is fun. It's a great game. It just didn't really hook me, but Shadows of Mordor. I was like, "Oh man, that is." I don't know what it is about. I go into a, a group of orcs though, and then I get like three or four captains all over me. You know, <laughs> said so I'm like, "I got to run now." I mean, is that am I supposed to be able to kill those right away? Oh well, now I get excited. I mean, I <laughs> I played like on the hardest setting now. They released. Uh, I think a brutal mode and it is it's, it's very uh, brutal it, brutally masochist difficult. yeah it's masochistic like the way you play because <laughs> and if you got like three of them and they all have different like kind of abilities that you just cannot counter or you got that one guy that he just like one shots you no matter what and then you can't you don't have a second chance like so if they kill you they kill you and then they get even stronger and then you got to find them it's yeah <laughs> it's i mean it's uh it's is that intense. what your strategy is if somebody if one of them kills you you go after him right away before he does anything else uh usually it just depends but there have been times where like i get killed from the dude and then i'll respawn i'll i'll just jump down from whatever pillar i spawn from and then i'll just go and then he's right there and then all yeah. of a sudden he's got a clone right there with him and you're like what and then you got three more guys like one of your and then another like one of the dudes that you took over he betrays you like he'll tackle you he's like yeah i wanted to get on you too and there's like three or four and you're like uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah so then you call your grog you call a dragon you try to get everything all at once and then uh man it's it's that could be intense because like you said like you run but i don't try to run away i try to run circles or like i try to go in stealth and pick them off one at a time yeah uh it seems like like, it's one of those games where you gotta kind of walk at least for me at first i'm I'm really i guess my guy's kind of weak but i gotta kind of be stealthy at first uh, unless there's like unless there's like you know four or five uh, you know but if it's usually if one of them sees me next thing i know there's you know, there's like 40, <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't know what it is. When I, when but. I first started playing shadow war, uh, I died a lot. The first like 10 hours of the game, I died almost every captain. There was one captain that literally chased me to different zones and kept, and kept killing me. He was an archer. And then okay. I finally, 
he kept killing me. Like I, there was no chance that I could win, and he kept getting stronger. And then finally, I was able to kill him. Like I decapitated him, and then not not ten seconds after I kill him again, he spawns right next to me with an iron plate on his face, and he's like, "Oh, you thought you got me?" I'm like, "What is going?" <laughs> like, and then like he was immune to like counters, and I'm like, "Oh, you got to be kidding me!" So then I had to run away. He kept killing me again. So oh, it was like this. Counters. Oh my goodness, uh, something along those lines. But it was, he was brutal. Like now, now I got to reinstall the game. I don't think it's installed right now. I got to have to play it now. But oh man, I love uh, it. It is a great game. I, I, I thank my buddy Steve. I showed you my uh he got me a signed copy from everybody from the dev team, right? You didn't show me, no, but I oh. thought you you're mentioning that. Oh man, here I gotta I gotta show that baby <laughs> off now. Uh where is it? Like, I mean I played on the computer, but he sent me an Xbox One copy and uh let's see, is it showing okay. Oh, dude, that looks good, man. It's the black uh, case with silver, uh, people signed in silver on yeah. there. Oh, all over it, yeah. Oh, yeah. So oh, I'm that's nice, dude. Is that on the, uh, the uh, clear part outside, or is it on the inside of that? Oh, he, he wrote it on the sleeves. Okay. Yeah, he had everybody write it on the sleeves, so it was pretty awesome. Oh, wow, man. So he works over there? Is that what? Yeah, he works a monolith. Yeah. Oh, dude, that is awesome. Well, cool, man. I uh, appreciate you joining. Like I said, short notice and just kind of chopping up these quick RPGs, man. I just kind of want to bounce some stuff off of you because I know you're a fan. Yeah, but And um, I didn't know that you had just gotten Octopath. I don't hope I didn't ruin it for you. No, you didn't. I'm like, uh, like I told you before, it was like the anime style kind of puts yeah. it off, but I'm excited to play it. But my Switch is more like if we go road tripping. Yeah. So I'll take that with me kind of thing, and I'll play that. Uh, so, I mean, uh, the only reason I got the Switch is for Zelda, and I made sure I played that all the way through, but I know oh, yeah. that Octopath is going to be something like a, just like a, a leisure thing. Yeah, and, it, and it's, it's great. Uh, com- the way they did combat to make it turn-based, and, the, the you know, you get the extra points and stuff like that. They did a great job with that. The combat is fun. It's turn-based combat, and they actually made it, fun it makes it makes you have a lot of strategy involved with it instead of just picking spells or whatever so i hope they take that and turn it into something great because they can so but anyway all right well thank you all for joining us and uh we'll get you uh, with another h and k coming up um probably i think we're trying to do the grifted uh monster hunter uh, he's got some world records there. Does a lot of uh, YouTube videos and stuff like that. But we'll get talking to him. Really chop up Monster Hunter if we're trying to coordinate that this week. And then we got a special um, special one coming out. I won't give any more away from that because some of these aren't coordinated good. But just keep in tune, keep in touch with what we're releasing. If you haven't subscribed, go ahead and subscribe so that way you'll get it as soon as it drops. But uh, the next couple weeks should be pretty exciting. So. Uh, just stay tuned. But anyway, thanks again. 